You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We've been talking about carrying water into and outside the public domain. So essentially, into and outside a courtyard. And mainly, in the last three Mishnayot, we were focused on bringing water into the courtyard. What happens if we want to draw water, so let's say from a well, which might be a, or a channel, might be a Karmelit, might be Rushuta Rabin, we're going to draw it into the courtyard, so we're going to bring it into the private domain. And we could create various kinds of barriers to make, make that possible. Of course, in normal life, we need to get rid of water as well as bring water in. And particularly, we need to get rid of wastewater. And so the eighth chapter is going to close off by reversing the problem and just talking about how we're going to get rid of wastewater from our courtyard, from our private domain, into the public domain. And the ninth mission, which is where we're going to pick up, is going to follow exactly the same poetic pattern that the previous ones have, have followed. So we've learned, oh, what, for example, the last mission, we don't fill from it on Shabbat. And so we go on. A courtyard which is less than four by four cubits. We don't pour water into it on Shabbat. So the same poetry, although a different result. And here we're thinking about pouring water out rather than taking water in. And the rabbis had an idea that essentially the quantity of waste water that a normal person might accumulate on Shabbat would more or less cover the ground of four by four amot. So there seems to be some kind of equation between the amount of water that the ground could soak up in a four by four square. So four by four amot are two by two yards. So two yards by two yards, that's about six feet by six feet. Yeah, about six foot square, six foot square courtyard. Just about large enough, actually, let's say for four houses to give onto it, one on each side. So six foot by six foot square. The rabbi seemed to have an idea that if we poured a day's worth of water on that square, it would just soak in. In other words, it wouldn't flow out. It wouldn't it wouldn't flow out into the public domain. So we're okay. But if it's less than six by six, it is going to flow out in the public domain. And we can't just wantonly push from the private to the public domain. So what are we going to do? The Mishnah continues in exactly the same way as the previous Mishnah I ought to have done. Eila im ken. They all, they all finish. They say, ein da 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 da. We don't do it except for. There's always a solution. Maybe we can make a trough, uh, a hole, a pit. Maybe we can make a pit which will hold two seah. And we're going to go back to this quantity of water that a normal person would produce on Shabbat. 
and two sayer seems to be that quantity. Whether it's a person or a household, I'm not is not quite clear. But if they make a trough holding two sayer from its drainage point downwards, it's going to have some drainage point. It's going to have some overflow point from which it will spill outside into Rushutarabim. But we make sure that below its drainage point, i.e. the quantity can hold below its drainage point, is at least two sayer. And by the way, and I put this on the source sheet for you, that's about, um, that's about six gallons, actually. So we're going to dig a six-gallon trough. And then we can, and then uh, once we've got our six-gallon trough, we can then um, uh, pour into it on Shabbat. The Mishnah continues. We can actually build this trough outside the courtyard or in the courtyard. Doesn't make seem to make any difference. Even though it's outside the courtyard, if it's right next to the door, it seems to be still contained within the private domain. We need to build a cover over it if it's outside. So that retains its status as a private domain. And if it's inside, it's not necessary to cover it. So the cover seems to be some sort of, I don't want to say halachic fiction, but halachic device to allow us to consider this trough, which is outside the courtyard, to be, from a halachic point of view, inside the courtyard, to the extent that we can pour wastewater into it. And we can imagine if we're generating wastewater on Shabbat, we might very much want to get it outside the courtyard. So we want to get, we need, I mean, we need to get rid of our wastewater, right? So you can understand why the rabbis are going to work to us. They're going to work hard to find a way to allow us to do this. Now, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says, If there's a sewage drain, which is covered over four cubits, it's the same measure. So we've got a big drain in the public domain. It's next to our courtyard. We're going to pour water into it on Shabbat. And we're going to use the same, if you like, halachic fiction, that the, the four cubits... Maybe that's the, I mean, that's the same quantity as the quantity of, of land which can absorb one person's water on Shabbat. We've covered it over by four cubits. We can pour water into it on Shabbat. And from a, the point of view of the physical reality, the water is going to flow away in the sewer. Absolutely, it's going to flow away in the sewer. But from the point of view of the halachic reality, enough of it is covered over that we can say, look, you know, I can pour a day's worth of water inside those four amot square and it won't run away, i.e. it may practically run away, but it has the capacity not to. Maybe that's the, the way to think about it. And the sages say, and the Mishnah gets difficult to interpret here, actually. Even where a roof or courtyard was a hundred cubits, a hmm, hundred cubits. The translation here is in area, but I just updated it on the latest version of the source sheet to, to long. If it's a hundred cubits away from the edge of the courtyard, even if the, um, 
This was a, a vast space. You shouldn't pour into the mouth of the drain. You shouldn't pour on it directly. But again, the rabbis are going to try to help us out here. But well, the Kaufman manuscript says he pours it onto the roof. And then the water flows into the drain. The, so we're not going to pour directly into a drain, but we're going to pour onto a roof and we're going to allow the water to kind of flow off the roof and pour onto the drain. And then the Mishnah concludes, in all, when we're measuring up the four cubits square, V'achsadra, the courtyard and the portico combine to make up the four units. So we were talking, you know, we have these visions of the courtyard with a sort of portico around the edge of it. That was the photograph that we looked at the other day. And the portico around it and the courtyard combine to make up the four Amot square. So again, the rabbis are bending over backwards to help us to get to that critical mass, a critical area, so that such that we can actually pour out into it on Shabbat. And what about two, um, two buildings which are opposite one another, which apparently haven't made an error? So you've got two households giving onto the same courtyard. There's no error. And interesting, these are two-story buildings. Uh, um, uh, the, the Hebrew is, is diotaot. V'chein shtei diotaot. And you can see the word duo, by the way, the Greek word duo, in that Hebrew word diotaot. They're duo or dual-story buildings. Stories, buildings with two stories. V'chein. So too in the case of these two-story buildings, one opposite the other. Some of them may actually made a trough, and some of them didn't make a trough, and we don't have an error. Those that made a trough are permitted. And the commentators explain here that the sages don't seem to have a problem in principle with both tenants pouring into one trough, but they were anxious about, if you like, carrying buckets across the courtyard. And the residents, perhaps if they got used to carrying buckets across the courtyard without an error, perhaps thinking that they could carry generally in the courtyard without an Erev. And of course, as we've seen very, very often in the Masechet of Shabbat, the rabbis are very careful to make a fence around the Torah so that people shouldn't forget the halacha of the Erev. We talk, you know, on a, more than one occasion in this Masechet about how important it is not to forget the halacha of the Erev. And this requirement for two sets of tenants to dig two troughs seems to be an example of, of that type of care.
Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.